Issue Review, Fiscal Services Division, January 21, 2010. Court Debt Collection. Issue. This issue review provides background regarding the collection of outstanding court debt and highlights changes made in Senate File 2428, Delinquent Debt Collection Act, beginning in fiscal year 2009. Affected agencies, Judicial Branch, Departments of Administrative Services, Corrections, Revenue and Transportation, County Attorneys, County Treasurers. Code Authority, Sections 8A.504, 232.142, 272D, 321.210A, 321.210B, 321A.32A, 321J.17. Background. As of October 31, 2009, the total outstanding court debt was $518 million. This is an increase of $33.3 million, or 6.9%, compared to fiscal year 2008 and does not include restitution or any debt included in the county attorney collection program. The judicial branch is allowed to write off old debt that remains uncollected after 65 years from the date of imposition. However, to date, no debt has been written off. Of the $518 million, $162.2 million, or 31.3%, is less than two years old. This is an increase of $7.3 million of debt less than two years old compared to fiscal year 2008. Debt is easiest to collect in the first two years of assessment. Court debt in Iowa is owed and payable to the clerk of court except for restitution and is deemed delinquent if not paid within 30 days after being assessed. The assessment date is the date the judgment is entered. 15 days after the judgment is entered, the clerk of court sends a notice to the defendant. After 30 days, the debt at the discretion of the clerk of court may be assigned to the Centralized Collection Unit or CCU in the Department of Revenue. If assigned, the debt remains at the CCU for the next 60 days. Once the debt is 90 days delinquent, it can be sent to the county attorneys or their designee for collection. Court debt collection methods. Court debt is collected via one of the following methods. Centralized Collection Unit, CCU, Department of Revenue. The CCU began court collections in 1996. Since that time, the CCU has collected 21.1% of all court debt placed for collection. The CCU charges a 10% collection fee to each account to cover collection costs, personnel, accounting, data processing, auto dialer, collection software, upgrades, and printing. The fee is applied only when funds are actually collected. However, the fee is added to each account by the judicial branch when the account is placed with the CCU. Monthly collections average $1.7 million. In fiscal year 2009, 249,818 cases were placed with the CCU totaling $131.3 million. Of this amount, the CCU collected $19.8 million for fiscal year 2009 with $4.6 million paid directly to the CCU and $15.2 million received through the clerk of court offices. Prior to the enactment of Senate File 2428, debt was placed with the CCU at 45 days after assessment for a period of six months until it was eligible for county attorneys to receive it. Under current law, debt may be placed with the CCU at 30 days for a period of two months. Income tax offset. The Department of Administrative Services, DAS, collects money through the income tax offset program, vendor offset program, lottery winnings, and casino and racetrack winnings. 
The department charges an additional $7 to the debtor for each offset held. The fee is used to cover all expenses for the offset program, so no appropriations are necessary. In fiscal year 2009, the DAS collected $25.3 million in income offsets. Of this total, $6.9 million, or 27.3%, was collected on behalf of the judicial branch. County attorneys. The county attorneys began court collections in 1992. Chapter 192-1991 Iowa Acts. County attorneys collected unpaid fines and court costs that were delinquent at least six months. The legislation provided an incentive for county attorneys by allowing 35% of the amount collected after payment of court costs to be retained by the county. Once the counties collected $1.2 million, the formula changed and the counties retained 35%. The county attorney's office retained 33% and the state general fund received 32%. The enactment of Senate File 2428 created the threshold based on county population and changed the formula. The state received 60% and the counties received 40% of debt collected. After the threshold is met, the state receives 48% and the counties receive 52%. In fiscal year 2009, 45 counties participated in debt collection efforts. Cash and check payments. The clerk of court offices accept cash and check payments for court debt. Internet ePay and credit cards. Payment options are also available via the internet and use, using a credit card. Priority order for payments. By statute, the court debt payments received by the state are also applied in the following priority order. Restitution, fines or penalties in criminal penalty and law enforcement initiative surcharges, crime victim compensation program, court costs including correctional fees assessed pursuant to code section 356.7, sheriff's fees, code section 904.108, Department of Corrections, DOC fees, court appointed attorney fees, and public defender expenses. The clerk of court offices prorate and apply debt collection funds received. The Iowa court system Information System, ICIS program, automatically apportions any payment received toward all amounts owed within the grouping. For example, if $20 was paid and two items were owed, such as a fine and a criminal penalty surcharge, $10 or 50% would be applied to each item. However, the clerks have the ability to override the default system to apply the credit to individual penalties. For example, if community services ordered in lieu of restitution, or if a payment was received that covered the remainder of the surcharge owed, the clerk could override the system and apply the money to the surcharge. Per statute, clerks are required to apply payments to the oldest judgment first in the priority order of payment listed above. This requires the clerk of court offices to research the outstanding debt. However, in the case number is identified, the debt is applied to that case. Memorandum of Understanding. Because of confusion at the local level regarding the priority of payments, the judicial branch signed a Memorandum of Understanding, MOU, with the county attorneys on July 1, 2009. The following is the priority order of payment listed in the questions and answer portions of the MOU. The MOU reflects the judicial branch attempt to clarify the priority. However, it also has an impact on the entity that ultimately receives the funds collected for debt payments and may not represent the General Assembly intent in statute. Number one, restitution. Number two, $200, Department of Transportation, DOT, civil penalty. Number three, fines or civil penalties. Number four, criminal penalty and law enforcement initiative surcharges. 
Number five, crime victim compensation program. Number six, court costs. Number seven, correctional fees, which are sheriff's fees, code section 356.7, and fees, code section 904.108. And number eight, court-appointed attorney fees or public defender expenses. Current situation, changes implemented in Senate File 2428, Delinquent Debt Act. Jury and witness fee revolving fund. Senate file 2428 required re receipts from court debt more than two years old to be deposited in the general fund rather than the jury and witness fee revolving fund beginning in fiscal year 2009. This change increased judicial revenue being deposited in the general fund but will, will require a general fund appropriation to pay jury and witness expenses beginning in fiscal year 2011. Centralized collections unit or CCU. Since the enactment of Senate File 2428, the CCU has invested approximately $11.2 million of collection proceeds to increase the collection of debt in Iowa. New accounts scoring software was installed that analyzed historical and current data elements to determine the likelihood of payments being received in 120 days. An upgrade to the auto dialer and automatic dialing program that calls every court account, was completed. In addition, the CCU is currently developing a web-based system upgrade to the collection software required by Senate File 2428 that will provide new tools to help increase collections. The implementation date for the collection software is anticipated to be August 2010. The most active collection period for the CCU is the first 12 to 15 months of the debt assignment. The CCU has two collectors working court legal actions and four collectors concentrating on other segments of court debt collection such as calling, correspondence, locating people, and handing, handling walk-ins. In addition, NCO Financial Systems, the private debt collector for the CCU, has hired eight temporary employees to work only on court debt. The CCU also expanded the workday until noon on Saturdays to provide more potential contact time with debtors. Another new position provision of Senate File 2428 allows taxpayers to establish payment plans with the CCU to obtain the reinstatement of their driver's license. There have been 113 payment plans for the reinstatement of driver's licenses in 37 counties. Of these 57 have already been paid in full, that's 50.4 percent. 15 defaulted and 4 are being monitored to fail to comply. The remaining 37, 32.7 percent, are making the agreed payments. The Department of Revenue reports the success rate for this project was higher than anticipated. Professional License Sanction Project. Another provision of Senate File 2428, Code Section 272D, allows the Department of Revenue to apply professional license, san license sanctions for taxpayers that owe more than $1,000 in debt and are placed with the CCU for collection. The administrative rules for this program were adopted in February 2009 and took longer than anticipated due to the required coordination between multiple licensing agencies. In fiscal year 2009, 81 accounts were selected for a total liability of $192,806. Of those selected, two paid in full, totaling $2,576. Five are on payment plans. One account requested a hardship provision. Three people quit their jobs so their license was no longer valid. And 31 certificates of noncompliance were sent to the issuing agency to suspend, deny, or revoke the individual's license. 
Racing and Gaming Offset Program, Code Section 99D.28 and 99F.19 require the DAS to create and operate a racing and gaming offset program at casinos, riverboats, and racetracks for the collection of outstanding debt owed to the State of Iowa on winnings of $10,000 or greater. This program has been in operation since January 5, 2009. From January through June 2009, $98,970 was collected. Of this amount, funds owed the judicial branch for outstanding court debt totaled $12,900, 13% of the total. From July 1st through October 31st, 2009, the program collected $64,886. Of this amount, $14,963, or 23.1% of the total was court debt. Private Debt Collector. The judicial branch completed a request for information, or RFI, to contract with a private debt collector in January 2009 and anticipates issuing a request for proposal or RFP sometime in fiscal year 2010. Case law, Hogg Associated Incorporated versus McGriff, 666 Northwest 2nd, 151, and Iowa Supreme Court Commission on Unauthorized Practice of Law, 623 NW2D803, states that private debt Collectors cannot take cases to court and are required to hire a law firm to represent them in judicial proceedings. County Attorney Collections. Senate File 2428 increased the incentive for county attorney collections by implementing a debt collection threshold formula based on the county population. The new formula allows county attorneys to retain 40% of the amount collected and the remaining 60% is deposited in the state general fund. Once the county's threshold is met, the county retains an additional 12%, total of 52% of the funds collected. The thresholds are population greater than 150,000 to are $500,000, population greater than 100,000 to $150,000, $400,000, population greater than 50,000 to $100,000, $250,000, population greater than 26,000 to $50,000, $100,000, population greater than 15,000 to $26,000, $50,000, Population less or equal to $15,000, $25,000. From fiscal year 2008 to fiscal year 2009, there was an increase of $1,175,787.42.6% in the total amount collected through the County Attorney Collectors Program. The county portion increased by $794,596 or 82.3% and the state portion increased by $381,191 or 21.3%. For fiscal year 2010, there are 47 counties participating in collections. Crawford and Carroll counties and Decatur and Wayne counties have entered into 28E agreements. As of December 31st, 2009, six counties exceeded the threshold. In addition, there was only one county that was not collected any money and six counties that have collected less than $1,000. Budget impact. Court fines, fees, and surcharge amounts have increased in recent years. For example, court costs for a simple misdemeanor scheduled violation increased $43 or 252.9% from fiscal year 2004 to the present. Senate file 478, fiscal year 2010 Standing Appropriations Act, increased fine, fee, and surcharge amounts. For the first four months of fiscal year 2010, receipts from court fees 
and the criminal penalty surcharge increased $1.2 million, or 14.1%, and the amount imposed increased $2.6 million, or 14.1%, primarily due to the larger fine amounts. When comparing the overhaul, overall amount opposed to the amount collected between fiscal year 2009 and fiscal year 2010, the percent collected has remained at approximately 46%, with the remainder being outstanding court debt. Also, in Senate File 478, the Judicial Branch received an additional general fund operating appropriation of $11 million. Of this, $350,000 was used to for programming costs for the delinquent debt program. As a result of the self-imposed across-the-board ATB reduction of 7.1%, the Judicial Branch's fiscal year 2010 general fund operating appropriation was reduced by $11.4 million. Prior to the ATB reduction, some programming had been implemented, but the ATB reduction has slowed the project. With layoffs, reduced hours, and furlough days in the clerk of court offices, deposits to the state general fund for debt collection may be reduced. General fund receipts from court debt collections. In fiscal year 2009, general fund receipts collected by the judicial branch totaled $131 million, an increase of $2.9 million, or 2.3%, compared to fiscal year 2008. Findings. Multiple court debt collection methods conducted through various state and local agencies creates confusion and may impede payment. Inconsistent interpretation and application of debt collection methodologies across the state also impacts collections. The biggest factor driving where and when payments are applied is the financial code in the ICIS system. The clerk of court offices determine the financial code and pay the payments to the appropriate collection entity. However, this is a workload issue and not all clerk of court offices have time to properly research where payments are applied. This may result in some payments being credited to the county attorney when it should be paid to the state general fund. It could also result in payments not being applied in the statutory priority order of payment. The judicial branch has discretion over the debt sent to the CCU. At the end of fiscal year 2009, the judicial branch did not send debt to the CCU from a county active in the county attorney collections program. This decision was later revised. In fiscal year 2010, the courts were not sending any debt to either the CCU or the county attorneys for 90 days. This decision was also later revised. However, once the automated system is in place in 2010, debt will go to the CCU at 30 days, except for debt from a county with a collecting county attorney. This may result in some debt going uncollected due to county attorneys signing up for the collections program and then not actively collecting the debt. Alternatives. The General Assembly may wish to consider the following alternatives. Streamline the debt collections program to reduce the possibility of multiple groups collecting the same debt from the same people. Require the judicial branch to submit an annual report to the Legislative Fiscal Committee regarding the status of court debt collection. Review the length of time debt is placed with the CCU. Review the length of time debt remains uncollected before being transferred to a county attorney collection program. Clarify in statute that the Judicial Branch has the authority to decline county participation in delinquent court debt collection based on previous results. Clerks have the responsibility to change the financial code in ICIS, making a case eligible for a county attorney collections program. Require a minimum dollar amount or a minimum percentage of debt collected through the county attorney program to ensure active debt collection measures are pursued.
Review the code and current practice to clarify the General Assembly's preference in situations where the code does not mirror current practice under Code Section 602.8174. The DOC fees listed on the statutory priority order of payment are not collected by the Judicial Branch, but rather they are collected by the DOC, Code Section 904.108. The General Assembly may wish to amend Code Section 602.8107-2C to reflect current practice. Review Code Section 909.3 to clarify the docketing date for payment plans set up through a judge. Review the priority order of payment. The Judicial Branch MOU priority order conflicts with statute. Clarify that only traffic tickets can be included in the CAPP program payment plans. If a ticket included in the CAPP program requires a restitution payment, clarify the $200 DOT civil penalty is paid first. Require each county attorney office to provide a report on the number of new cases, the number of existing cases, and the dollar amounts received. This would allow the state to keep better track of the outstanding debt and allow the judicial branch to intervene when debt is not actively being pursued. Require county attorney offices with uncollectible debt, wrong social security number, someone is incarcerated, etc., to return those accounts to the state for collection rather than maintaining it at the county level. This debt could be referred to the private debt collector or to the CCU and prevent debt from accumulating at the county level. Review the private debt collector language to allow the judicial branch to negotiate a fee up to 25% rather than requiring an add-on fee of 25%. The staff contact person is Jennifer Acton of the Legislative Fiscal Division. Her number is 515-281-7846 or you may email jennifer.acton, A-C-T-O-N, at L-E-G-I-S dot S-T-A-T-E dot I-A dot U-S. County Attorney Court Debt Collections. This is Attachment B. In May 1992, a total of 38 counties were participating in the original program. In fiscal year 2009, there were 45 counties participating in collections. This was an increase of 10 counties compared to a year ago. Counties are allowed to enter into a 28E agreement for the purposes of collecting delinquent debt, but in fiscal year 2009, no counties entered into an agreement. The combined counties will be treated as a single county, but the threshold will be attributed to the county with the largest population. Fiscal 2009 County Attorney Collections. Here is a list of the number of counties per threshold that participated in the program in fiscal year 2009. Population greater than $150,000, two counties participated. Population greater than $100,000 to $150,000, $400,000, four counties participated. Population greater than 50,000 to 100,000, $250,000, three counties participated. Population greater than 26,000 to $50,000, $50,000, $100,000, seven counties participated. Population greater than 15,000 to 26,000, $50,000, 12 counties participated. And population less than or equal to 15,000, $25,000, and 17 counties participated. Over the 45 counties that participated in the program in fiscal year 2009, 15 counties, or 33.3%, exceeded the threshold, including 10 counties in March, 1 in April, 2 in May, and 2 in June of 2009. 
Three counties did not collect any money. One county collected less than $1,000 and seven counties collected more than $1,000 but less than $5,000. The following is the top five counties that exceeded the threshold and how much additional money was collected and retained by the county. Blackhawk County, $454,000, Warren County, $97,000, Carroll County, $63,000, Cherokee County, $42,000, and Jackson County, $39,000. County attorney collections through October 31, 2009 reflect an overall increase of 22.6% compared to fiscal year 2009. County attorney payment plan, CAPP, installment agencies for driver's license reinstatement and regular county attorney payment plans. The only way a person is eligible for a driver's license reinstatement program is if the driver's license has been suspended. The only debt eligible for this program is outstanding traffic tickets. If a person's fine, penalty, surcharge, or court costs are deemed delinquent resulting in the suspension of their driver's license, the person may execute an installment agreement with the county attorney, their designee, or the CCU. A vehicle registration hold remains until the debt is paid in full or until it is lifted by the clerk of court. Upon receipt of an executed installment agreement and after the first installment payment has been received, the clerk of court will report the receipt of the executed installment agreement to the Department of Transportation or DOT. Once the DOT receives the notice and the $20 reinstatement fee, the department will immediately reinstate the person's driver's license unless it is otherwise suspended, barred, revoked, or denied under another provision of law such as an operating while intoxicated OWI charge. This fee must be paid at the DOT. The clerks will not accept this payment. In order to have a driver's license reinstated, the person also needs to present proof of financial liability. After the reinstatement fee is paid, the clerk of district court will transmit from the first money collected an equal amount to the $200 DOT civil penalty and added to the installment agreement. Except for the $200 DOT civil pen penalty, any amount collected under the installment agreement by a county attorney or their designee is distributed according to the Iowa Code section 602.81074. Some counties do not start a CAPP until a receipt for the $200 civil penalty is provided by the defendant. Each ticket may have the $200 civil penalty resulting in hundreds of dollars in civil penalties. Other counties are starting a CAPP but not including the $200 civil penalty up front and instead adding it at a later date after money has already been collected. This was addressed in the MOU stating the clerk will reprioritize payments so that the next payment is for the $200. Clerks are instructed not to move money that has already been receipted, but instead apply future payments to the civil penalty. If a person was already making payments through a regular payment plan, but had delinquent debt that resulted in the suspension of their driver's license, the original payment plan would be suspended and the new CAPP program would take precedent until paid off. The original payment plan would not go into default because the person was paying on another type of payment plan. Under the CAPP program, of the first money received, $200 would be applied to the DOT civil penalty and then the priority order of the payment would apply. Once the CAPP is completed, the original payment plan would resume. According to the July 1, 2009 MOU, if the county attorney has a regular payment plan, not a CAPP driver's license reinstatement payment plan, 
already established with the defendant, the county attorney can include new cases which are less than 90 days past the date of assessment of an existing regular payment plan provided the court or defendant requests that the fine, fines and fees be included. However, the county attorney will not receive any payment of the newly added fines or fees until the debt becomes delinquent. If a new fine or fee is imposed on a person already in a CAPP driver's license reinstatement payment plan, then the person must enter into a second or new plan. A person can enter into no more than five driver's license installment agreements in their lifetime. $200 Department of Transportation DOT Civil Penalty the $200 DOT civil penalty for regular driver's license suspension funds in the county juvenile detention homes. In fiscal year 2009, the civil penalty under code sections 321.32A and 321.218A generated $3.8 million, an increase of $9,000 compared to fiscal year 2008. Of the funds collected for the $200 DOT civil penalty or OWI license suspensions, 50% is deposited in the Victim Compensation Fund and 50% is deposited in the State General Fund. In fiscal year 2009, the civil penalty in Code Section 321J.17 generated $2.9 million, $1.4 million for the Victim Compensation Fund and $1.4 million for the State General Fund. This was an increase of $71,000 compared to fiscal year 2008. Judges have discretion to allow an installment plan or to fix a date no more than 120 days into the future for payment of a fine. For good cause, the judge may extend the payment more than 120 days. This affects the docketing of a case and differs from county to county, which affects the date used in determining the debt's delinquency and creates unnecessary delays in collection efforts. If a payment plan established through a judge becomes delinquent, it can be added to a county attorney or CCU payment plan.